Who thought counting could be cool? There we go. Join Andrew Wall and Brad Stolman. Our mission, make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woohoo! Woohoo! Hey, it's Friday night. And uh, we are back. We are back with uh, another amazing guest. Um, I'm privileged to know Jeff for quite a few years. In fact, I've worked with Jeff um, for a small portion of time. Uh, but Jeff, whose name, who I know for years, whose name I still can't pronounce, Jeff, Jeff Borshawa. <laughs> um, it's Borshawa. absolute legend, Borshawa. You still okay. got it wrong. In Andrew, the, we just went through this. Community. I know, and I still can't get it right. This is this is me. Um, That's what but, happens on yeah, Friday, Jeff. You're seeing <laughs> Andrew and his it, it, yes. It's not and his first year in the it? summer. It gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> um, but but thanks for joining us, Jeff. How you been? It's it's been too long. I haven't been great. It's uh, yeah, I've missed you and Brad. And I said to Brad, I, I don't know what I want to talk about, but uh, I want to be on the show just to hang out with the cool kids. So yeah, we, we just wait. It. And you know, Ad, Andrew was just saying that uh, he's known Jeff for a long time. And geez, Jeff Borshawa, better known as Jeff Borshawa. And I go quite a ways back. And, and I was just thinking about this tonight, Jeff, about how I, I got to meet you. And that was through Grant Kelba. And Andrew, yeah. you probably don't know who Grant Kelba is, but you might know his character that he played for several years in Calgary. He actually started a trend in the National Hockey League. He was Harvey the Hound. He was the mascot for the Calgary Flames for several years. Um, got to know Grant in the business community, and he just said, I want you to meet this guy. I don't even know how to explain what Jeff contributes to our community you just got to meet him and you'll understand. And so I did that, grabbed the coffee, that's Tim Hortons. And right off the bat, Jeff saying, Brad, you, and I was looking for work at the time. He said, Brad, you got to stop looking for jobs. You, you need to start a business. You need to be a consultant and do work for multiple clients and forget this employment crap. <laughs> that was kind of the extent of it. And I looked at him and I went, yeah, whatever. I said, I don't feel like marketing. I don't feel like networking. I just want a job. So I didn't take his advice. And I went out and got another crappy job, which didn't last very long. And I finally hit a point where it was time to get started and do something different. So this is eight years ago. And who was the first person I looked up? But Mr. Borshua. And uh, yeah, we've had, uh, we've got a bit of a history there that predates a lot of things. And uh you know, our paths have just continued to cross, you know, whether it be, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Jeff is the um, co-founder. And I say that um, really the founder of Get Into It. It was actually his idea to do it. Um, he, he said, hey, Brad, you want to help me out here? And I said, sure, as long as I'm not a figurehead, as long as I could be an <laughs> actual... Yeah, so 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 we we uh, we kind of went with it. Uh, it was Jeff um, and and Jeremy Burke, the JBs, JB Square, JB North, yeah. and JB South. That was uh, JB North is Edmonton, which is north of Calgary, which um, Jeff carried uh, that territory. So they were both at into it and uh, business development managers, and that's how we how we started that. And one more bit of trivia, I wanted to get this out there. Before we get going, um, when I went to uh, QB Connect in 2015, my very first, you guys have all heard the story, drank the Kool-Aid, all that stuff. I only need two people in the in the house outside of some Intuit people. One was Jeff Borshua and one was Rachel Fish. So, you know, I've come a long way and, and Jeff has always kind of been there. Um, and, and even, you know, um, some other stuff I've been working on currently, Jeff's had some influence on that. I'm not going to get into that yet, but. That was my long intro, Jeff, um, off the top of my head. Um, it's, it is great to have you here. And I know Andrew's had a lot of great um, contact with you and, and, you know, you're still helping us out and get into it. Thank you so much. And it's great to have you here. Well, and, thank and you, Brad. One other thing to add to that intro is not only <laughs> did he do all that, he was the, one of the key people in helping my dad and I bridge that gap between old school and new school when I that was wasn't easy. doing this crazy cloud accounting thing. <laughs> yeah, that was you that remember? was back when George and you were were um 
Yeah, you weren't in the in a good in a great place. And nope. Jeff, you definitely helped uh, bridge that gap. It was a challenge. Andrew and I used to walk around in the wee hours of the morning in San Jose, and Andrew would 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 be bummed out about his situation because he's like, I work with my dad, and it's and it's really tough. And he yep. he'd had some and some Jeff's tense go, go-to line was, "Boys, boys, stop! You're having <laughs> settle down agreement. <laughs> You're actually <laughs> yeah, and it's, You're making the same point." <laughs> And it's been it's years funny now, to listen so to guys, that. <laughs> yeah. So, so once again, you know, Jeff's influence um, permeates many and many in our community. Um, you've, you've helped a lot out. Anyways, is your head in, in um, your ego getting? Yeah. Uh, stop. I'm starting to feel like I've accomplished something. That's it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, and fun fact, Andrew and George were the first clients I ever stopped the meeting and I made them hug it out. I said, you guys are fighting. Do you remember that, Andrew? I was like, I, I don't know where this is going, but you two need to hug it out. <laughs> oh, I think wow. Andrew froze again. Oh, I'm still here. Just bear with there we go. me. As I, technical I, difficulties, I tell I you, though, it's, it's the hugging out help. Hugging out help because uh, because George um, and Andrew got a good thing going now, and um, it's been going for several years. So so there you go. Still does depend on the day of the week. So, Um, but I mean, we've come a long, long, long way from from where we were. And Jeff, you were certainly a big a big part of helping us um, to figure out that new groove. Um, and, and where we are today. So thank you for, for all that help and, and, and helping us, uh, you know, cover all those tax returns as well, uh, which I knew was, was you, you, you were doing me a favor to do them because it's not something that you've had a passion for, let's say. Um, but all yeah. your help and assistance in those years was, was greatly appreciated. And it's been amazing to watch your journey um, unfold and evolve uh, since then. And you've done some really amazing things. Uh, you know, we, we've had, um, value builder. We've discussed value builder here before you were, you know, key person who had introduced me to uh, value builder. And I know that you're a big opponent of that and uh, your whole eight pillars and, and the amount of coaching and support that you have done uh, over the years is incredible. And, you know, the work uh, that you did, even though it was short lived with into it was I'm sure immensely helpful for all those firms that you, that you did work with and you did coach. Cause you really had that approach of wanting to see people succeed and help them to grow their businesses wow. and build their businesses. Not just um, that, but he started the community in many ways because um, out, out, out East, there's more of a community out there. And uh, when we got going in Alberta, we called it get into it, Alberta. And that's where we started, but it was right around the time. And Andrew, you'll remember this. Uh, we had get connected conference in Calgary and we really talked that conference up and what a great time it was. If, if you recall, uh, Jeff, you and Jeremy were just having a, having a blast. And, you know, we brought in a lot of people in from coast to coast and introduced them to the Calgary conference. And a lot of people showed up to the conference and it was a resounding success. From that point on, we were able to build on the community out here in the West. Um, so yeah, in your short time, and it wasn't that short for Intuit standards because not everyone is cut out to, to the, for the, that sort of role. But um, yeah, you accomplished a ton. I mean, you really helped build our community out, out here in Western Canada. And, uh, you know, we're no longer in the weeds like we used to be. <laughs> Tell us about what you got going on now. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested and in, in you gave me a little taste of some of the things you were working on. Uh, now with uh, the new magazine that you're putting together, this digital magazine, yeah. which I, you, you got to tell everyone about because I think that the concept is is a brilliant, uh, brilliant idea. So why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit more about that? Well, and uh, I'll actually tell everybody enough that they can uh, borrow my idea and run with it. Some people say, oh, I'm going to steal your idea. And it's like, no, no, you can have it. I'm giving it. Um, but first I'll say, um, 2020 was a little crazy, um, helped a lot of people with masterminds. Uh, it is my new favorite tool. I believe every business, um, every accounting firm, every bookkeeping firm, you should have a mastermind, at least one, preferably two, one to get you clients and one to keep your clients. Uh, it's a great way to work with your clients and to get some feedback. Um, so I started 2021, um, 
I don't know what I was thinking, but I actually had it in my head. <laughs> I was going to write a book a month. A month. A month. Yeah. Okay. I wrote one in January, got it published, wrote one in February, got it published. And in March, my wife said, no, you're not. <laughs> that's still pretty impressive <laughs> uh, so those two books were focused on um cash flow management helping businesses because as you guys probably remember that's sort of my little passion is you know why are one of your passions businesses. yeah and so i got really deep into the cash flow and i created a mastermind around that um but the other thing was i looked back on my entire career and i was wondering you know, there were times when I succeeded, when others were struggling, there was times, you know, I've always found the good clients. And so I, I seriously closed myself in a dark room for a couple of months. And I looked back and I said, why was I able to get clients when others weren't? And the thing I realized, and you know, I, I was part of this problem, so I'm not going to blame anyone. Um, but when I was at Intuit, you know, we talked people more about social media, we taught them to do you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that. And what I realized was that when I was most successful, I didn't spend a dime on marketing. I didn't have the internet. And so for me, it was all about building relationships. And uh, that, that's how the magazine came around. And, and I'll, I'll share some details on it. But what I realized was if I build relationships, and I'm actually working on uh, a course I'm going to be releasing to the world shortly. Um, but basically, I wanted to teach people how to network with intention. And the aha moment was the word authentic was missing. Everybody was, you know, they come up and say, Hey, Andrew, I'll give you a referral if you give me one. You know, it's sort of that, that barter system. And what I realized is if you build relationships, like, you know, the reality is, you know, I don't make money if I help Brad or, or Andrew right now, but it's the right thing to do. So I feel good about it. So, you know, you want to build a network so that you've got these people who have your back. And, you know, if, if you need something, you can say, hey, Brad, um, you know, could you introduce me to so-and-so? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's amazing. I had this conversation with my 16-year-old son just like a few hours ago. Um, I'd made some comment about somebody from my, from a past life that was going to be helping my, my, my wife out. She's, she's uh, looking for an opportunity. And, and he said, Oh, you knew her in a past life. She owed you a favor. And I said, no, she didn't owe me anything. The reality is, is you put something good out there to the, to the universe and good things happen. I'm not trying to sound super spiritual, but it, it is karma, right? You just help yeah. others out and eventually it comes back in other ways and yeah. in good ways usually. So well and and with the um the magazine and I actually started a YouTube channel as well. Um but what I would encourage everybody that's listening, watching this, take some notes here. Um, I created a digital magazine, which by the way isn't as hard as it sounds. Uh, my wife and I spent a weekend and we figured out how to, you know, nicely format, put some images in. And honestly, that was the hardest part. Um, but what I did was I had a podcast. I interviewed some amazing people. And from those interviews, I turned them into articles and I created a, a magazine. So the, the practical point for anybody out there is if you've got local referral partners, you know, the kind of people you meet for coffee once in a while, put together a digital magazine. It doesn't have to be any money exchanging hands, but each person writes an article that benefits your ideal client. So I, I'm gonna use Andrew as an example. Um, Andrew wants to, to reach realtors in Ontario. Um, you would find the other people that serve the realtors. And each of them, so you'd find, you know, lawyers, accountants, coaches, bookkeepers, and all of you would write an article. And, you know, I figured out this little ecosystem concept where, you know, there are people that are upstream of your client, they help your client solve a problem, and then they come to you and then there's downstream. Um, but by creating this little digital guide, um, you know, let's call it a digital guide, it's less intimidating than magazine. Um, you give it to every one of your clients and everybody else does that with their clients. 
And then going forward, you give it out to all of your new prospects. And let's say there's 10 of you in the magazine, you've just reached the audience of nine other businesses. So the magic of it though, and, and I'll tell you the little secret, um, the magic is you're adding value to your clients because you're not just answering the questions you can answer. You know, you're bringing in somebody else who, who might answer something that you don't know about. But it, by default, if you think about, you know, and everybody wants to be a generalist, I'm exhausted fighting that fight. I've, I've given up on that. If people want to be generalists, they can be. But if they want to be successful, be a specialist. Because the magic is if you give that magazine, let's say you're doing, dealing with realtors, every realtor you give it to, if you genuinely add value, they're going to share it with all their realtor friends. So oddly with a little bit of work and i'm not talking a big big thing um you could do it i'm working on one right now we're gonna have about 30 pages total um you do it once and it's a perpetual thing you can keep sharing now I've, if you want to see your magazine it's it looks awesome it's impressive well it, and i'm really excited this is the power of networking i reached out to bob berg who is the godfather of networking. i was gonna say there's a lot of bob berg in there the authenticity piece <laughs> it's uh i, I read that's the a Go good Go thing i'm not saying it's yeah. a knockoff he's a good influence bob berg for those of you who don't know is like this master networker read yeah. his stuff because he teaches you how to be a better networker without making it um, intimidating by any stretch. It's it's logical. That it just seems so easy when you read it, don't you, Jeff? You're the one that oh, put me on to Bob Berg as well. Well, it, it's funny because I preached Bob. That's B U R G. Sorry to for those who don't know, it's Bob B U R G. Yeah, I, I used to preach his book, Endless Referrals, and and I yes. when I was doing a good one. You know, I think I started my tour back in 2013. Um, 12 or 13, and I was preaching his book back then. And then I read The Go-Giver in probably February, March. And I was like, I want to be that guy. <sighs> there, there's a, a character called The Connector. And I'm like, that's me. I literally woke up in the middle of the night and I said, my new job title, I'm going to find a way to move into it. My new job title is Curator of Connections. And that's what the magazine has allowed me to do is connect people. And, you know, at one point I was trying to, you know, if Brad wanted to meet somebody, I'd introduce Brad one to one. But now with the magazine, I can just say, hey, you know, check out Brad. He's on page seven. You need to meet him. Here's his contact details. So it's, it's a tool to help me be better. Um, but when I knew I was going to create the magazine, I reached out to Bob through LinkedIn and said, you know, I'm a huge fan. I don't want to sound like that crazy stalker, um, but it would be a massive, massive honor to me if you would contribute something to this magazine. That's, and, and Bob is so approachable, isn't he? Because I think I followed your lead a long time ago and I reached out to him about just something and he always responds. <laughs> we wouldn't be a very be good Twitter, networker if he LinkedIn. <laughs> no, but he just, he's, he's, he must get bombarded with people yeah. saying, hey, how's it going? You know, so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. And he responds. He will respond. If you, if you see him on Twitter and you tag him, he'll respond. I guarantee you. He's yeah. just that kind of guy. And when you read and his he, book, Okay, so, someone understand. tag him in the comments right now. Let's, let's, get, let's get him on Friday. Let's get him well, on Friday. I would, yeah, I, mean, I, I would try on, on Facebook, but I'm having a hard time with my, uh, with my uh, Google Chrome tonight. But... Yeah, it he I think he I think he would. Maybe we should get him on some night. Although he probably yeah, charges yeah, after us. tonight. Maybe he's gonna come by and say hi. But I, I would imagine if he's I mean, Jeff doesn't normally stay up this late. There's a lot of people who don't, don't normally stay up this late. So thanks again, Jeff, for, for now, staying up. Just so I'd be fresh for you guys. So there you go. Yeah, he's like a nap just to be prepared. I love it. You you were always just a, a natural connector. And I think for you, you know, building connections. It's organic. It comes naturally. I think there's a lot of people in our community that that doesn't come so easily to. Um, and and I know you've got. A, I'm sure you've got a ton of advice and tips that you could give there. But yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to share some of those. One of the things I think that is such a, a good point about all this is so first of all, 
I love the magazine. This this way of like we were talking about, it, it also somewhat appeals to people's vanity, right? And and their yeah. desire to want to be in uh, the magazine, right? Um, and and then to to take that, which creates the drive for them to want to contribute and be a part of the magazine, and then to then multiply that because they're going to share it out with their user base and grow that. You're going to have organic backlinking that's going to help with SEO. To be honest, I think this is an absolutely brilliant uh, idea. So you will definitely see a little bit of R&D on our side, AKA rip off and duplicate. Because uh, I think it's a, it's a brilliant strategy. Um, and and, I think and that- for you, I have a very reasonable consulting fee. You have to buy me lunch <laughs> next time you're out west. Absolutely. And now we can actually travel out west. Hopefully it's not in the near to not not in the too distant future, which is interesting. When I just a couple of days ago, you know what popped up in my memory was that that time I came down there for uh for um, Stampede. Yeah, for Stampede. And I was like, that literally just that was that. five years ago that I came down there. Wow. Um and uh I'm not sure this year's this. I don't know if I'll be making this year's stampede. Um, it's already over. It's yeah. over on Sunday. So good oh, luck with that. Did, did it just end? Yeah, I guess it must have. Well, it it's ending. It's uh, it's pretty quiet this year. I mean, not everyone's uh, rushing to get down there. There's the the diehards, but next yeah. year, maybe next year. That that might be the thing. So I'll, I'll definitely I'll buy you a pancake breakfast, Jeff. <laughs> and, uh, a free one. <laughs> exactly. He didn't say I had to pay. He just said I'm buying breakfast. breakfast. There, for for those of you who don't know Calgary, there's free stampede breakfast everywhere, every single day. Now, having said that, there are some paid ones, and they're often for charity. So there you go. We can go to one of the high class ones. Is yeah, my favorite well, is the awesome. high class. Yeah, um, we want to go to like the steak and lobster sort of stampede yeah. breakfast. But yeah, I got to do taken something cowboyish. <laughs> yeah, prairie cowboy. oysters. How's that? No, uh, no, you... no. <laughs> okay, Andrew already knows. We, stick with do steak. we need to explain? Yeah. Do we need to explain what the prairie oysters are? No, Look it up. Check it out on Google. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah. oh, I feel sorry for the person who Googles that one. Um, but... <laughs> I, I do want to your ear about this idea of connection and, and stuff like that, yeah. and how people can can do it who, who are maybe not as natural at connecting. Because like I can't, you've introduced me to so many people uh, over the years and over the conferences, and and you are just natural at like you seem to like have a memory that is like an elephant where you can always remember like who's a great fit for this, which I find difficult to do. I'm always like I know the guy for you, I just can't remember his name. <laughs> I have um, an app for you, Andrew. You're going to love it. <laughs> well, that first uh, QB Connect that I was talking about, um, you went out of your way, Jeff, to to introduce me to Jenny Moore. You said, oh, you two got to meet. And, you know, the three of us hung out. And what did I do in return? I convinced you guys to skip whatever um, session you were going to. And I said, you guys need to come see this Jeannie Whitehouse lady. She is yeah. awesome. And the three of us sat there and wasn't that legendary it was like going to a oh. stand-up comedy routine and of course we know that Jeannie is a very funny lady but she's got some stand-up in her background um yeah. th- that was a great memory and uh you know here we go you know this whole bit about I'll introduce you to somebody and you know it, it comes back and of course the rest is history right no it's it, and that's kind of one of the things I'd like to point out and and so Andrew I, I teased you with an app um, one of my absolute favorite apps, it's called thebrain.com. And it the is brain? the brain, thebrain.com. And it's like this mind mapping database. It's like data in 3D. So picture a CRM, but you can change connections and relationships. And um, if you're bored, check out, um, they've got somebody did a mind map of the Game of Thrones. So it, you could, you know, I, I'm not a fan, so I, I can't remember all the names, but you can see who's in what? which house. You know, I, I don't have time for TV. I'm sorry. I, I read probably yeah, two, okay. three business books. Yeah, a you're week. writing a book a month. <laughs> Who has time for TV when you're writing a book a month? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. There, well, those things are based on very long books, too. So, yeah, but um, it, just Google the brain, um, how, how so Game of Thrones. 
uh, mapping. And it's really cool because you can visualize. So I, I'm using it to take notes now because, you know, Andrew, as much as you credit me with that memory, um, I, I've networked beyond my capabilities. Um, I've probably met 500 new people in the last three months. And I, I, I actually, I hate to admit this, but I was on a call with somebody and I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, we've met three times. And I'm like, oops. <laughs> so I, I done that one myself. felt really bad. I've done that too. <laughs> but the, you know, I got to admit, that's, that's really impressive during the pandemic to meet so many new people. Because I know, you know, I love networking and, and meeting new people. And I really, really um, am proud of, of the the community i've kind of built up over time but i've actually gone backwards over the pandemic i've actually looked at my network closer and say who are the ones that really add value and yeah. I, that i want to keep around forever and ever amen and then the other ones there's quite a few I, I looked at you know some of my contacts and i thought there's so many people here i don't even know who they are you know they sent me a friend request and it's like yeah yeah okay they've got all these mutual you know connections let's do it and then I realized that's not really working for me. So I've actually gone backwards. So the fact you've met 500 new people, that just blows me away, Jeff, but I'm not surprised. Well, in the really I'll, I'll share the secret to that. But what I did realize out of that meeting 500 people is it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Um, so I, I'm actually scaling back and uh, I'm just working on this. Uh, and by the way, this is where OCD is, is a wonderful thing. I realized I want to be a world-class networker. So I've read every book I can find on the subject. And um, they all blur after a while. But the, the big lesson I learned was you've got your group of like 10 or 20 that you talk to weekly and you're always in touch with, you know, that's your inner circle. And then you have your outer circle, you know, that are close to you, but not that close maybe there's 50 of those and you talk to them every month or two and then there's everybody else where you talk to them occasionally um but you're not spending a lot of time with them and so one of the things i've been doing and um, this is something anybody can do i promise um, i started little local networking groups on zoom and i just said hey let's get together on zoom uh, we're going to meet every Friday. Um, so I do one in Alberta. I, we paused it for the summer. Um, but every Friday, noon till one, come in and let's meet people. And basically, I just said the only the price of admission is you have to bring a friend. And, you know, we had an amazing group. I think um, our last meeting was Friday. Um, we had about 50 people who participated in the three months that we ran it and we got eight to 10 people a week. So it was really cool. And, and that's where the magazine comes in. Um, the people that you want to spend time with put together a magazine, have regular calls with them. And, you know, again, if you want to chase realtors, for example, uh, one of the things you can do on your weekly call is brainstorm, you know, what are trade associations, what are groups, um, you know, where's Andrew speaking this month, where should Brad speak next month, um, but it's, it's leveraging those relationships, and, and by the way, I'm going to share a little story, and, and sorry to my kids, but I'm going to share their childhood, um, when my are oldest- Are they watching boy, tonight? No, they're, they're playing video hey, Jeff's games. kids, <laughs> aren't they Jeff's all? Still in your bandwidth. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're living their best life. But uh, when Malcolm was three or four, we put him in soccer. Football for the British, I'm sorry. Um, and 40. it was funny because these kids would just randomly wander around and Malcolm would run in circles. The kid would just run. And every now and then he'd lay down the grass and he'd smell the flowers. And once in a while, a kid would accidentally fall in the ball and everybody cheer because, yay, we're playing soccer now. Um, that's what some of these networking events is like, because everybody's posturing and, you know, buy my crap. And, and that's the first thing I say is, is check your crap at the door. Um, one of the things we do, we have a no business rule. Um, first thing you got to get to know the people. 
And for some reason, that seems to be a lost art. But it's really, hey, Brad, tell me something fun about yourself. And it's really hard to put your head up your butt and go back to being serious once you know that Brad likes Vespas. You know, it's like, you know, I, I think really? I mentioned, <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw a movie and I'm like, Brad, I thought he the whole time the movie was on. And then I saw online <laughs> other people were saying, Brad, you got to watch this. Um, but Do you know how many people share that Vesperado? Um, I don't know if you've seen the Vesperado Far Side cartoon. No. And I, people share it to my wall a couple of times a year. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's just a, a bunch of, yeah, scooters riding through the desert instead of Desperados <laughs> or the Vesperados. That's yeah. kind of funny and strange in a weird way. But, you know, that's the thing. You connect with people first. And then it's like, okay, Brad, um, you know, I met somebody who needs your services. Okay, you're going to like Brad. He's a great guy. Because the reality is like attracts like. And, yes. you know, I don't care how much somebody wants to pay me. If they're a jerk, I don't want their money. But mm -hmm. if Brad likes them and Brad sends them over to meet me, odds are good I'm going to like them. Well, it's the old no like and trust thing, right? You have to know them first. And if, if you don't like that's that's that linear sort of equation, the no like trust equation, you have to know them first. If you don't like them, you're never going to do business with them. You're just not. So it stops there. But if you like them, you still have to trust them. Trust is the big part of that equation that ultimately turns into a, a transaction or a business relationship because people won't do business with those that they just like that they don't necessarily trust. I think we all know people like that. You know, we think, oh, he's a nice person. I get along, but I don't trust them. You know, or yeah. you just, you have a, your spidey sense says, I don't feel comfortable doing business with this person. They're nice, they're fun, but I don't want to do business. So it's, you need all three. Yeah. And, and you know, the there's, like there's, part is huge because it sits in the huge. middle. And if you don't like them, you're not going to do, you're not going to want to be around them and deal with them. You'll never you get trust to people trust. you don't like. Yeah, exactly. You'll never get to trust. Um, and, and by the way, there's a dirty little secret in the marketing world that I discovered by accident. And once it opened my eyes, I was like, holy crap. Um, so the only thing I'm going to talk about going forward in my life is cash flow and relationships. Um, the dirty little secret. <laughs> That's quite the combination, isn't it? It is. It's like a and Dear you know Abby and uh, what else? Do you <laughs> You've got good cash flow. We can have a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's another conversation. We're not talking Vegas here, Andrew. Um, but no, the, the reality is the dirty little secret in marketing, and I was part of this problem because I used to teach people sales skills, but listen to this. The better you get at marketing, the better you need to get at sales. And the better you get at sales, the better you need to get at marketing. Now, th there's a funny thing at play here because in a world-class sales organization like Intuit, somebody who closes 20% is considered a president's club. They win awards. So if you're good at marketing, you're going to close 20%. Okay. Now with referrals, the worst salespeople in the world, my beloved accounting friends and colleagues, um, they close on average eight to 10 out of 10. They close 80 to 100%. And it's because, as Brad said, yeah, no like and trust. Um, you've already got past no, you're fast tracking like, and trust is a given because if Andrew says, hey, Jeff's a stand up guy, the next person is going to jump on board. Now, I always tell accountants, you shouldn't close 100% because either you're not being picky enough or your fees are too low. Price is too low. <laughs> It's almost always price, but um, but yeah, that, that's the magic. And, and so I explored authentic relationships because I wanted to help, you know, I've always wanted to help the accounting community, help them grow their practices, have better lives. And I realized that I was contributing to the problem by, you know, here's how you can get, you know, clients on Facebook. Well, okay, now you got to take some sales training. Um, but if you focus on relationships, you don't have to get any better at marketing or sales. You just have to be there for people and, you know, focus on being an accountant, 
not becoming a Facebook guru. Well, and I think the thing when it comes to social media too is that people forget that the whole purpose of social media is just to build more connections. Yeah. It's, that's all it is. It just allows you to build more connections, but it's still about building connections. It just yeah. allows me well, to social part, connect right? people at once. And, and basically it's like going to a conference um, and putting your best foot forward and being able, but it's still about ultimately connecting with people. So if you're just yeah. either just pushing or, and, or just pulling either way, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's, you've got, it's gotta be a two way communication. It's only when you start to get that conversation going and you can, through social Nailed media, it. you can get that conversation going in a million ways, whether that's you start it with a drip marketing campaign or whatever it is, but it's about somehow engaging engagement creating yes yeah creating that community well and, and I think the reality is you know that's what you two do and, and you know i've had fomo for a long time because i'm like could you guys do it earlier so i could hang out with you and brad's like nope it's this hour and i'm like okay yeah, but and we're then, doing it earlier it's early for yeah. alberta jeff we start at eight <laughs> o'clock our time come on my friend eight yeah if we do Friday. it any earlier it's not gonna be friday night anymore <laughs> exactly. But, you know, the thing is, you guys add value. And, and that's the thing I, I rail against is, you know, I have one accountant that I know, he keeps popping into these random groups. And he does what I say, I call show up and throw up. It's like, hey, um, special <laughs> offer on tax returns, buy now and get a 50% off. And then he leaves. And it's like, okay, dude, stop doing that. You know, yeah. you, you're just puking on people and they're like, ew, what is that? Um, come Thanks. in and say, hey, did you know? You know, give people value. So, but yeah, that, yeah that's, it's, my, it's, my, that's like the equivalent of that guy who comes to a networking event and gives his card to every single Yeah, he just walks, walks in with a stack of cards. cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not I the point a, of networking. I, that doesn't I work. network here. Yeah, I have a networking event here in Calgary where we tell people to leave their business cards in their pockets because I don't, it just I don't doesn't work. Cards well, I, I, I hardly, I hardly ever hand them out when I do have them with because it's really, hey, um, I have this one friend that taught me, he says the best way to network is if you really want to connect with somebody, instead of business cards, pull out your phones and connect with each other on LinkedIn right away. And what he does, yeah. and you can do that thing where a quick you, picture of the profile and he'll go back and follow up. He'll follow up with all the people that he met at that networking event. He takes a little screen grab of their image. So he sees them in his photos and then he he'll follow up. And it, by being intentional with that small group of people that you meet that you truly want. It's amazing what comes of that. It's when yeah. someone's throwing a business card, I've got boxes and boxes of other people's business cards that I don't do anything with other than put them in a box. Yep. Like, yeah. Mine used to fall off the back of my desk. <laughs> I'm curious what you think about that, Jeff. The fact that I, I do not carry business cards, haven't for probably three or four I years now. I think you need them. And I, think, oh. I, don't, I don't use them. And I, my approach is you can find me on social media. If I, and either you whip out if you if the, if you think this is here's my email address send me an email right now you've got a smartphone in your pocket we can connect right now not i'll give you a business card and you may or may not follow up with me if it's serious yeah. here's my calendar link go book a meeting with me right yeah. now uh or just google andrew wall because i'm the first name that shows up right yeah. um and i do not carry a business card and, and for the past a uh, few years, people are usually shocked. Like, oh, do you have business cards? No, I don't. I don't carry business yeah. cards. Haven't for years, um, which becomes a whole talking point in and of itself. Usually, um, like, why don't you carry a business card? Well, I don't carry a business card because if you actually wanted to do business, you'd be willing to look me up. Yeah. Well, my card is uh, is very minimalist, and on the back has all my social media profiles because it's like if you want to get in touch with me, find me here, and let's start the conversation here. It really isn't. There's no link to a deal or marketing or anything like that. It's purely, you want to learn more about Brad and Brad's business. Here's where you find it. And it, it uh, that pays dividends in its own right. But um, it's rare that just handing out a card turns into anything more than a relationship. It's, it's, it's not a good, I don't think they're good marketing tools. In fact, they create the wrong impression when you barely know somebody and they're throwing a business card at you, it really is like, right. 
big turnoff. It's like dating, right? You meet somebody, you meet somebody in the bar, you just walk right up and say, Hi, can I have your phone number? Here's mine. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> awfully needy to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just it just comes across. Whereas, you know, I've had bit, I'm not like Andrew, I don't have cards, but honestly, my cards, I hardly go through them. I forget them quite often when I go to networking events um, because it's just not something front and center. Really, it's those relationships that come from having a conversation. We talked about this earlier. Um, Jeff, you put it really well. You said put it, you know, inputs and outputs, but not really engaging. You have to engage because it really is. What's that saying? And I butcher every good saying out there, but it's uh, people don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Isn't that, yeah. did I get that right? Yep. I think you, you got it that. almost bang on. So yeah, it's, it's not really the, the, the depth or the details of the conversation that people remember. It's the converse, just the engagement they had and how they felt when they were talking to you and how you made them feel. And that's the key is, is, is that's why you want to ask questions of the other person. Don't sit there and talk about yourself and all your accomplishments and this and that and brag, 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 learn about. This really does sound a lot like person. dating. <laughs> it it well, is. Don't talk about yourself. I don't, don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't think I was very good at dating back then, but uh, you know, in, in business, it's huge because really people hate being sold to. Yeah. At the end of the if day, you want to know a natural networker, um, watch kids at a playground, but, you know, do it appropriately. You don't want to get arrested. <laughs> but, you know, I, I watch my, my kids playing at a playground and a strange kid comes up and, you know, they don't swap business cards. They don't, you know, tell each other elevator pitches. It's like, hey, my name's Nate. I like football. What's do you want to play? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's the the part I think everybody's looking for this secret, um, you know, and people say, oh, how do you find so many interesting people to talk to? And my secret, if anybody wants to copy it, is curiosity. Everybody is interesting to me. You know, once upon a time I was, you know, working until midnight, I was on a project in Chicago and I'm leaving the office tower and there's this guy happily polishing the floors of the lobby. I mean, the man was an artist with his floor polisher. And I said, hey, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm just curious, how do you get that floor to shine like that? And you know, it was midnight and I'm like, I wanna go home and get to sleep. I spent an hour letting that guy tell me how he polishes the floors. And he and loved every just, minute of it. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm sure he went home and, and hugged his wife and kids and said, you know, I had a great day at work. But you know, every time I saw him after that, it was like, hey, Jeff, how's it going? You know, I found this. You might want to, you know, and I was visiting Chicago and he's like, oh, you wax is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they have you know, he also told me, anyway. yeah, I'm sure you have great floors now, Jeff, don't you? Yeah. But he also told me great places to eat, you know, neighborhoods to avoid. Like it was just he became my little watch watch guardian. And, you know, it's but to me, it's it's I always find people fascinating and you know, yes. there is a and no matter who you are, story. And that's one of the things I love about you, Jeff. And I think that there's not enough people out there that will sit and have a conversation with the guy who polishes the floor. They're looking for the VP or the CEO. And they, and I think people are staring at their phone while they're waiting for the elevator. Right. They're yeah, looking yeah, down. They're not too, looking right? at the guy. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> look down. Yeah. Look down. Don't look up. <laughs> but Jeff, what about what about icebreakers for those people who like aren't, you know, it's it's not easy for them to walk up to the floor polisher guy and say, hey, how do you get those so clean? Do you have any like go-to great um, icebreakers for people to initiate conversation? Because I know that can be a really hard thing for for some people, right? Like when you go to a conference and maybe you're not you're you know you're the more shy person, you know. And this is this is we know in our community that people tend to you know they, it's the classic joke, you know, an extrovert that can't meet someone who stares at someone else's shoes instead of their own, yeah. right? <laughs> And, and it can be so hard true. for people to break out of their shells. And for me, I, I remember when I was like, I used to, I used to hate conferences. I used to hate networking. This has come a long way. Um, yeah. But I was definitely <laughs> yeah, that wallflower type of guy. Um, yeah. And what I found for me was coming up with a couple of key, like icebreakers that it was like my go-to, like that yeah. I could just like, I would just start with that. No matter who you were, I, I'd like an icebreaker like that I could go to. Do you have any good icebreakers or any suggestions for how to initiate conversations when you're feeling shy yeah. or intimidated? 
you know, the, the key is, and, and this is something for the introverts, and for the record, I am a world-class introvert. You know, I can work a, a conference like nobody's business, but I come home and I don't leave my house for two weeks. Um, you know, I need South to decompress. Overstimulated. Yeah, it's like, okay, I got to get all that out of my head. Um, and, and, you know, way back when, this is going to sound funny, but I'd go to events and my goal was I'd have to have three meaningful conversations and then I could leave. And that was my reward. If I had those three conversations, I could leave early. Um, so I wasn't that guy throwing out the business cards. Um, but again, this comes back to Bob Berg. You know, I learned early, if you ask somebody about themselves, that is the best icebreaker on the planet. There is nothing you can do to get somebody interested in you until you've shown you're interested in them. So my favorite icebreaker is what did you think about blah? You know, if you're at a conference together and you just saw Jeannie Whitehouse, um, actually, I'm going to tell you, this is how I got to be friends with Jeannie Whitehouse. Um, I was in line with her at the buffet and I was like starstruck going, oh my God, it's Jeannie Whitehouse. And I was like, <laughs> do I talk to her? Don't I, you know, Brad had built her up and I was like, oh my God, she's a legend. And, um, her topic was it's grits, not polenta. And she was commenting on how <laughs> pompous Californians are with their polenta. And she's like, it's grits, y'all. Yeah. And it just happened. I'm at the buffet table and right in front of me is polenta. And I tapped her on the shoulder and I said, excuse me, Jeannie, would you mind? Oh, we're in California polenta? after all, right? We were not in, in South Carolina or, or wherever she's from originally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I said, would you pass the polenta? And she, you could tell she was about to turn around and say something. And then she started laughing. So the key is just be interested in the other person. And, you know, like little things like, hey, Brad, I like that T-shirt or I, I know you like Vespas. Um, you know, but my, my favorite icebreaker is what's a project you're working on right now that you're very passionate about? Because if you get people's passion, they'll start talking about themselves and, you know, just listen. And what I find is the first conversation, let it be about them. I know, and, and that's what I do is I process that and I, I go away and I take some notes and it's like, okay, note to self, Brad likes Vespas. If I see something Vespa related, I'm going to share it with Brad. And, and the key is it's, it's not about like the worst thing you can do is what do you do? Because yeah. yeah, what do you says, do for you know, a living? What do you do? How much money do you make? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, what kind of car do you drive? Um, but, you know, if you ask somebody a question where they can give you a little label like accountant or bookkeeper, um, you nod, smile, close the box and say, okay, thank you. And you move on. Like it, it's really hard to start a conversation with what do you do? Yeah. But if you because it's also with, a one-word answer, right? It's not open. I'm an accountant. I'm a bookkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean that's and how so, it can end, and then there's the conversation stops right there. If that's yeah. the answer you get, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm an accountant. That's oh, why, okay. That's one of my favorite is what did you think of X? So if you're at a conference, like, yes. What did you think? Who's of the your speaker? favorite speaker? Or who is yeah. your favorite speaker? Like anything that's open-ended. Yeah. Anything if you're like, yes. what's your favorite color? That's taking you nowhere, right? Like that's yep. like blue. Okay, bye. Right? Like yeah. I remember Chad. <laughs> Chad from from Live CA, my uh, my first connect again. I was sitting at a table with him, and he was interviewing people around the table. He was holding a spoon. He pretended it was a mic. And he'd <laughs> ask people questions. And honestly, at this point, I was so new to this community, and he and he held the mic up to me, and he says, "So, Brad, what's spirit. your favorite app?" And I just sat there and I didn't know how to answer it because back then I didn't even know what apps really represented. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I sat there stunned and he kind of giggled and because everyone <laughs> knew I was pretty green at that point. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's really asking that open-ended question. And I still remember that conversation because he showed interest in what I had to say. You know, that was the icebreakers. Hey, tell me a little bit more about what you think about something that you like. Yeah. Right. And w w why do you like this? You know, what makes yeah. it special? And, and, and it, it opens up that conversation because 
you know, back then uh, I could say receipt bank. And then he'd say, well, have you given HubDoc some thought? Or I like HubDoc and here's why. That's just a conversation. It allows you to get in and compare and contrast and, and find out why and learn something from somebody else. Because back then, you know, I was a big HubDoc fan because they were one of the first apps that reached out. And I remember people would say, oh, but Receipt Bank. And I'd be like, no, no, I like HubDoc. But it was a really good conversation because it it opened it up beyond just a one word answer. You know, it was, why do you like that? And now you can evolve really, on a one question, like you yeah, said, like, totally. Receipt Bank, why? And, and why is a great, follow-up question it's it's got to be my favorite question in the world why andrew we were asked that by intuit the the video that keeps coming back um that they put up for the the intuit accountant channel it's the same thing they just they just said hey brad we want you to do a video tell us what your favorite app is and why that was it you know no script um they need they want it to be like 45 seconds or something just stick a camera on a tripod and talk and that's the same way with conversations at conferences, right? Is, yeah. is go in and ask why. And that's why we have those late night conversations, Andrew. Yeah. You know, we're sitting there learning about the other people in the room. We're not sitting there talking about what we're doing. I mean, for the longest time, people still say, what is it you do for a living exactly? Because I don't really spend a lot of time talking about what I do, but I want to know what everyone else is doing. Um, especially my role with FNL here, Andrews, you know, um, for those who don't know is, is I volunteered when I got started to bring people onto the show. I, I go out and I get us guests. And the reality is, is the most fun part about this is that we get to know people from a different perspective and we get to know more about them. And what, what my favorite part of the show is getting to hang with people, get to know them, get to understand them. It's why I love the show. It's, you know, I ain't doing it for the money. That's for sure. <laughs> well, um, you know, Brad, if I may, the most powerful word on the planet is why. And yeah, you know, if I can add to it, Andrew, I like to say, why is that important to you? Because that makes it's a it very really Simon easy. Sinek thing to say, though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it connects the why to that. Why is it important yeah. to you? Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's my secret to networking is because here's the secret. If you're an introvert, most introverts, and I used to be this person, you get so busy in your head worrying about what are you going to say? How can I be interesting? The cool part is if you're interested, it's the laziest networking there is because you just have to sit and smile and nod and say, tell me more, Brad. And, you know, five hours later, Brad will be like, wow, that Jeff's fascinating. You know, and it'll be like, but I, all I did was say, hi, Brad, and tell me what, important to you and then and not you know, at it, the right time he did not yeah. at the right moment yeah and, and little things like making eye contact you know but the reality is everybody wants the secret to success it's being genuine like kids you know it, it's mm-hmm. you know you're, you're not going to meet the girl of your dreams and get married if you're pretending to be somebody else so yeah. you know that's the other piece is be authentic you know um I used to wear suits at conferences and I get really uptight people who want to hire me. And then they'd be like, you're a little more laid back than we hoped. So I started wearing the Hawaiian shirts and it actively repels the stuffed suits. So, you know, when you're genuine, you're going to meet the kind of people you want to meet and, and they're going to bring other people over to you. I mean, that's, you know, Brad and I, and, and Andrew, I know, you know, at conferences, it's like, Oh my God, come over here. You got to meet this person. Yeah. And you know, and here's a little thing I want you two to think about. Um, I spent probably a week pondering all of the intuitive events I went to and why I loved them. And, you know, I give Intuit all the credit because they created the space where all these side conversations, like it had zero to do with the main stage. You know, I think I saw Shaquille O'Neal. I can't remember a word the man said. Um, I saw Tony Hawk, Oprah Winfrey, no idea what they said. But I can tell you about the fun little conversations I had in the lunch area or, you know, and, and that's the magic right. it created the community, brought like-minded people together and said, go talk about ideas. And you bring up a great point, Jeff, and Andrew and I talk about this all the time, is that connect 
they could scale way back on the main stage. Yeah. Way back and yeah. have like, um, I don't know if you guys remember Amy Purdy, that, uh, that uh, double yeah. amputee that the came out. Um, she was amazing. I'd never heard of her before. She was amazing. Dr. Derek Kiongo, the soap guy from Uganda. Yes, loved him. You know, those people um, were more memorable than Oprah to me. And, yeah. you know, there were a few celebs that surprised me. Okay, not but, Oprah, sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, they, you like, know, not Oprah. Oprah was- oh, Okay, maybe A-Rod, yes, but not Oprah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, Oprah was good. But honestly, in that first year, she wasn't my favorite speaker. Um, I remember there was somebody else that spoke that We're year. We're going to get hate mail now, Brad. Oprah is. No, but is the, the end of the Oprah, day, you I mean, can't know. yeah, right. <laughs> but it was like she was sitting there talking with all the truth bombs. But it was like, yeah, it wasn't really new to me because that's what I expected from Oprah. I like it better when you get somebody up there. No, Brad, I remember I'm Michael Phelps. Go your own switch for that. That's what I'm going to do. The, the, the Michael Phelps, uh, the Olympic swimmer from the U.S., yeah. He went out there and he talked about vulnerability and his mental health struggles and depression and how he got around all that. He's an amazing athlete. His story is remarkable. And I never, I used to look at him as somebody, ah, he's too good. You know, we got to hate the good guy. And then he sat there, he was super vulnerable. I enjoyed that so much. And actually, I do remember Shaq because he was funny as heck. He talked about how he never wanted to be on a box of Wheaties because he didn't like Wheaties, but he, he was a spokesperson for Fruit Loops because he loved Fruit Loops. He said, I'm only going to uh, support brands that I believe in personally, not because somebody's throwing me a, a lot of money and to do it. Do so, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's Shaq's favorite. He, Shaq joked around about how you never want to offer to bring Shaq out for dinner because he's a big man and he's got a very large appetite. So he kind of hey, let on. Boy, Fruit Loops. Go home now. Yes. <laughs> so he's on a diet now. He's uh, I saw him on new commercials. He's half the man he was. He's Oh, what's it for? It's like some diet brand, but yeah, he, he's got there. a, he, he calls his belly. It's now a Shaq pack. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's Noom. What did yeah, they say, uh, David and Blake last week? I figure we get to get Noom on here to sponsor us one of these days. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Andrew and I are always, you know, we bring in the, the weight loss thing. Jeff has lost a lot of weight during the mm -hmm. pandemic as well. So welcome to the club, Mr. Borshawa. Yeah. Skinny, skinny Jeff. It's, uh, you know, it's funny. You lose a little weight and all of a sudden you got more energy. So it's, uh, I figured Imagine it's amazing that. how much that changes your energy level, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pacing all the time because I'm full of energy, but yeah, I can't sit not, still. Guys, I get to get up and walk. 10.59. The hour has flown by again. Um, I know Will Lopez was asking whether we're going to engage or not. Um, I'm not going to engage. I'm going to stay on the new height. I, I know Beth is talking about BKX. There's so many conferences and Jeff, you've given us some amazing tips for, for getting out there, connecting. I am so excited about um, the world opening back up. And it's really interesting. My, my sister was reading me this article the other day uh, about FOMO and, and how like we didn't really have FOMO in COVID because nothing was going on, right? Now, yeah, what are you missing out again. exactly? You're missing out on another <laughs> Zoom session or another virtual yeah. conference. It's not the same thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys in, in in person again, and I can't wait till next year's Stampede or whenever we get together again in person. Um, but for Texas those of you in who, October, Andrew. Yeah, for those of you who are who are hanging around, come join us in the after show. Um, and uh, Brad, uh, I think we're off. We're off next. Yeah, week, we uh, we are actually. This is our last show of July because next week um, we we are taking. We're this on our uh, last show summer July hours, and then uh, <laughs> the following week is a is a long weekend in Canada, and I'm actually attending a scooter rally that night. Yes, the scooter rally. It's Sturgis. Or a bunch of other geeks. <laughs> yeah, it is in Calgary every year. It's put on by my old club. It's the Apocalypse Scooter Club, and they have a theme every year, and they get, you know, probably 50 to 100 bikes, and it's a weekend thing, and that's what I do on August long weekends. So we'll be back in August. We don't actually have a guest lined up. I've got this massive list and a lot of people that are literally coming out and saying, I want to be on the show. 
So um, yeah, we, we're not sure yet, but we'll be back in August. And um, Jeff, this was awesome. Um, let's, let's keep the conversation going uh, yeah. afterwards. I put the link in the comments. So good night, everyone. Andrew, you're frozen. He's deep in thought. Uh-oh, he's, he's the one that has to end it. So we'll just keep going until, uh, <laughs> got a good joke, Jeff? This is the outtakes. Uh, Andrew stole my joke about the introverted and extroverted accountant. So um, I, I do say that, uh, you know, bookkeeping. He literally oh. crashed on us. He's gone. Wow. And You're we're still host. going here. We're still live on Facebook. <laughs> there okay. he is. Okay, um, Andrew. That was me, guys. I'm terribly sorry. I just thought okay, we are still live. So uh, live. I'm going to stop the live now. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you in, a see you in August. Thanks for coming. The joys of live streaming from the cottage. Bye for now. We'll see you guys in the after show.